Hmm. Needs improvement. On this episode, I had the opportunity to talk with the fabulous Jill Morrison. I could honestly talk to Jill all day. Um, she's just so genuine and real and relatable. And I am still thinking about so much of what we talked about. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. From my lovely guest, Jill. Uh, Jill, would you like to say a little bit about yourself? Well, sure, of course. Oh, gosh. There I am. Yeah, that is crazy You're sounding. You're just in there. Oh, my gosh. First podcast, and I'm really a rookie at all of this. It sounds a little crazy. Um, so what about me? What do you do? Well, I do uh, marketing and business development for a lender in the area. Through Specifically, I work with Amic Home Loans, but I work with one specific lender, Jeff Borlicky. He's stuck with me. He loves it. I drive him crazy. And I know Jill from uh, YPN, which is Young Professionals Network, because we are both young professionals. Sure are. Uh, and what I love about you, Jill, you're a little zany, but you're really living life out loud. <laughs> a little crazy. You're, you're putting yourself out there, and I like it. Thank you. Very like genuine. It. Thank you. It's a lot of what I appreciate about people. Um, so... What I like to do is start with a few little icebreaker questions. Um, you know, just some fun. Let people get to know you a little bit. Oh goodness. They're I don't have those questions so pulled up because why would they be? No. Why would I? No, no. Um I do know what the first one is though, while I'm pulling this up. What do we got? It's hard hitting. All get right. ready. Okay. What is your favorite emoji? Oh, I probably use the like spazzy bug-eyed one probably the most um, because I tend to say the most spazzy bug-eyed things. And then also the cry laughing face. Mm, yeah. 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 That has a lot of, that has a lot of applications. It, I think. it does. Also the very, um, there's the two that I think of as being like the sarcastic ones that touch my soul the most, which look very similar, but there's like the smirky one. And then the, like, disgusted about life side look, which also both apply yeah. on a semi-consistent basis. Mm -hmm. I mostly do the, like, just eyes pupil up, mm -hmm. you know, just, mm -hmm. like, exasperated sort of that. Yeah. That's, that's my jam. What would you do with your life if you didn't have to worry about money? I am, um, well, if I like to travel and to see, which is super cliche, but if I could just volunteer and like work and develop without having to like make the money now type situation, mm -hmm. um, I love the children's hospital. Oh. I, I love their mission. I love the way they go about it. I love, and I've been obsessed with their organization since college. And so to be able to work with them without having to also have a job that pays the mm -hmm. bills or be able to develop some sort of um, nonprofit that I could really pull all the money back to them or to different adventures within it, I think that would be incredible. Also to experience life in every country and how different it is would be, I'm, I'm blown away by how the same and how different everywhere is. What 
do you wish you spent less time doing? Worrying. Mm -hmm. So I had talked to this agent. So he's a newer agent in like he's moved back here and he's new to real estate. He used to be a chef and he moved from Texas back to Texas to Minnesota, California, whatever. And so when he moved, he sold all his stuff like there and then he moved here. And so I was talking with him with like one other agent who's also from the Midwest. And this guy had said like he sold his bed and we're both like, bro, you're going to need a bed when you <laughs> arrive. Like you can't just not have a bed. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't need a bed today. And I was like, son of a bitch. Like, that I worry about everything. Like, I don't need the bed today. So why am I worried about the bed in two weeks? Stop, like, worrying about everything and just deal with it when it comes. That is, yeah. I feel like that's an internal mantra. Like, I don't need a bed today. It's just literally remind yourself. how many times a day I say that now. Like, I don't need a bed today. Get mm -hmm. over it. Stop mm -hmm. freaking out. Absolutely. I love it. Um little harder hitting here uh -huh. than the emoji yes what is something you used to believe but don't anymore I used to believe that everything was black and white like that everything was rooted in it there was there was a clean line between everything and I feel like more and more I've realized there's literally almost no situation that's black and white and that's been there's so many shades of gray which 12-year-old Jill would be spinning right now freaking out about a bed she didn't need for another 20 years over like a black and white situation that there's going to be shades of gray in all of it. I think that is very wise and I think that people who are successful in adulthood start to learn that more and more that yeah there's just things can be both yeah things can be one or the other or there's both so or many neither. different sides to all of it and I think that the more conversations you have, the more you realize that, like, also what you first thought is likely not wrong, but also not right more often than not. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think that admitting that you were wrong about something or even just wrong in your perception of something is yes. very hard for most people. And the more that you can just admit it. The more that you're good with yourself, but also people like you. Right. I think that people respect when you can admit that you're wrong or you were seeing it. something the wrong way and just pivot and move forward. Yes. Have you ever shoplifted? No, nothing. I grew up, my dad worked in retail my whole life. And so that was always like the cardinal sin, like shoplifting, never, not even, not a stick of gum, not a grape, nothing. Yeah, I don't think I've taken anything either, ever. No. I was terrified. Terrified. <laughs> everything. Oh, my God. My dad used to have to, like, go to court, like, when people would steal stuff, because he worked at JCPenney's, oh. and he was, like, management, right? So when somebody would have to be, like, go on the stand, like, that was my dad. And so I was really like, oh, my God. Don't take a grape. <laughs> You're going to court. Rational. I was at Hy-Vee the other day, and uh, there was... A woman looking at grapes and standing next to her was a stalker at the store and she was just eating grapes and he was standing right there. <laughs> and I was so blown away by this whole situation. <laughs> like, he's right there. You're stealing grapes. Like what? And he truly did not seem to care at all. Like, why would you? I mean, 
what he's gonna ruin his day because someone's eating a grape like right. but it was just so bold and I I sort of envied her like because she literally yeah. did not care yeah what if I could just go through life with with no concerns just eat yeah. the grapes just eat the grapes eat the grapes you don't need a bed <laughs> okay last one and then we'll move on have you ever had a now or never moment Ooh. Um, yeah, um, probably, probably one of the, one of the coolest ones. Um, my cousin was working in Dubai and I had just gotten this big sale at work. The commission was going to cover my entire airfare, my entire trip. And it was a now or never moment. This was my chance to go out there. It was my first time flying internationally. I was 23 and stupid. And I just dove after it and went and flew out, I think, 14 days later. Terrified. But it was the best possible thing I could ever do. That was, that was a cool moment. That is. That is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I think, I feel like I've had like a million now or never moments. Right. But Jump. I'm glad that I took them. I thought what you might say was leaving your last job. Uh, yeah, that was the other one that was top of my head because it was that um, I hit my breaking point and I had actually, I don't know if I told you this, but at the start of the year, like January 2nd, I did one of those like letters to me a year from now type things. And so I said, like, um, more or less, and bear with the cheesiness of it, but, like, dear future self, like, in a year, and I wrote about what life was like, and that in a year I would have left the job, that I would be appreciated and happier, and I wouldn't be um, in that situation any longer, and I'd be all of these different things, and I put in my notice two weeks later. Like, it it really was, like, as soon as I had said it out loud, I was – I was out and it was the best thing. Yeah. I think usually you can tell if it was the right decision immediately after. I felt so much better. Yeah. Like there's so many decisions you agonize over. And then the second that you do it, you're like, oh, wow, this was so clearly the right thing from the whole right time. The and you just can't see it until you're on the other side of that. Yes. Um, super frivolous, but I was just telling Tim about how I agonized over buying a wedding dress for, I went to every store. I went to every store multiple times and like, people are like, I tried out the first dress and then I bought it. I'm like, oh, so this wasn't an all consuming deep anxiety <laughs> that gripped you for months at a time. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Me neither. Definitely not. Yeah, that was uh, and then the second that I bought the dress, I, like, looked at the picture of the other dress that I, like, couldn't, like, literally, I was with my friend and the lady in the store, and they were like, okay, you wake up in the morning, I have a gun in your face, which dress is it? And I was like, I just don't know, I just don't know. And the second I bought it, I was like, oh, pfft, that's Obviously. stupid. This other one's, like, totally stupid. What? No. It was not so, yeah, the same. Like, uh, so I, I definitely... I, I agonize over things that do not need to be no do not need to be that big of a, a situation. So what are the top three things in your life that you are looking to improve this year? Um so one of them I because I have like taken the jump into 
mortgage. So fine tuning that and getting my message hammered out and a concise way of going about it. Um, I'm very stubborn and I don't like doing it anybody else's way. So of course it takes me a little bit longer to get my feet under me, but I like doing it my way. So that's going to be one major thing. Um, The second thing financially is I am on pace to have no credit card debt by the end of this year. And I have held credit card debt for 12 straight years. And at the start of this year, I was at between the two cards, $15,000. And I'm currently down to five. So I have spent no money on anything and have been like pinching away and paying it down. So that this year is a huge goal that I'm holding myself to. And then the third one is to make the most of this psoriasis outbreak thing that I am jiving with right now. So to not just, so I suppose I should catch everybody up. So I have head to toe spots, primarily really bad on my legs. Um, There's some on my face, some on my arms, some on my stomach, Um, but on my legs, they're really intense. Like um, imagine chicken pox all over your leg and imagine them being there now for five weeks and imagine them not getting any better after five weeks and being on prednisone, which makes you sweaty and chatty and awkward and loud and roid rage for the last like week. Um, But I already had it once, right? So I had it three years ago. I broke out. I stayed inside. I hated every minute of it. And then I didn't really deal with it. Like I just didn't accept that that's what it was. I literally disregarded every medical professional I met with because they were clearly misdiagnosing, even though they were entirely accurate. But then like the second time I had, I posted about it last week, which I hated doing, but I got a message from a girl I went to high school with who said that she's been breaking out like in these really aggressive and hers, bless her heart, like hers are so bad. She said they're like, like pinpoint, like whiteheads all over her body, like the worst on her face. Um, And she'll have to like call in sick to work. And it is. It's really, really devastating for her. And I can totally see that because mine stay pretty covered, like if I'm mm-hmm. out and about. But like she like literally can't work. And so I realized like in that and like the conversations I had with doctors this time, how much more survivable they made it sound. And I really want to make something of it this time. Like I, I'm like floating around um, an idea of like, some sort of nonprofit, some sort of like separate business, some sort of something maybe in partnership with children's mm-hmm. that um, that really will help people like own their spots, own the parts that they're like embarrassed about and make them and attack the world with confidence. Um, so that's like my that's my third um, is to really dive into that and hold myself to doing something with it this time. Well, I think it's very admirable. I did see the post that you, I'm going to pull it up now, because I think what's really cool about it. So I saw the post and yeah, legit guys. I mean, it's, it's pretty spotty. I am seeing you now. You can't really tell with your arms and your legs covered, but it is, it is pretty intense. But I think what is really cool about this, and I have found pretty much every time in my life that I have ever been vulnerable 
is that people step up and you see how much um not only people love and support you but also how many people are going through really similar things that they might not talk about so seriously right now your post has uh 318 likes in well likes and hearts and the little surprise face shocked face yes uh and 80 comments and Pretty much all of them are telling you you're amazing and how proud of you people are. Um, but also, trying to find it, but I know that when I first looked at it, these are, I mean, my goodness, these are just people telling you how amazing you are. It's wonderful. And then people like this person post a picture of their psoriasis on their feet. And there were a lot of other people who also commented that they have some sort of similar skin ailment. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's just one of those things where you don't really know what other people are struggling with until you put yourself out there. Absolutely. And that probably, that girl that messaged you, I mean, God, I can't even imagine what she's dealing with because she can't hide it at all. At all. And then just so many people that probably, like, don't really feel that there's an opportunity for them to talk about a skin issue or don't really feel like it's worth mentioning or a real problem or anything because I kept qualifying it I'm like this isn't even that big of a deal like it's spots yeah I itch yeah it's really uncomfortable but if I wear jeans nobody knows it'll go away it's fine and I did not want to post it because you also hear about all the trolls yeah and I'm like oh god then in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to think that I'm, like, fishing or that I'm doing this and it's inauthentic or that I'm doing this for attention or I'm doing this for this or they're going to say mean things or they're going to talk about me behind my back. And instead, I just, like, oh, God, I think I cried for, like, two days straight <laughs> because all the comments were so amazing. And everybody just made me feel like like it was going to be okay and that it's not, it's not as – ridiculous and insane as I was making myself believe it is but it was enough for somebody else to say I see you and I I feel the same thing or this I've also felt that way and that just I don't know and then I think about like because obviously like my heart's on like children's hospital Mm -hmm. and like what if you were little like what if you're nine and you're breaking out like this like Mm -hmm. I'm 28 like people say mean things and I sucks but I move on like I'm not on the playground I'm not getting teased I'm not like all I can think about is like a nine-year-old having the same thing and having no control over it and no reason why and then being teased for it absolutely uh I mean kids tease each other for everything and it's you know not because they're bad people it's because that's what kids do it's different and they don't know how to approach different I mean they're what you have is just one of a huge range of skin disorders. And I know several adults that have skin disorders that I want to say let it rule their life, but certainly um, make clothing choices, um, you know, don't feel comfortable like swimming with their clothes off, yep. you know, stuff like that. And yeah, for an adult, it's one thing. It's, you know, but for a kid, you're going to wear your shirt in the pool or yes. it's 
it seems I I can see I'm not saying it's frivolous, obviously, but I can see how it feels like, oh, you have a skin, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? But it really does impact how you feel about yourself, how you move throughout the world, what other people think of you. The looks that I get. Oh, my God. So we were in we were on vacation two weeks ago or down in Branson. Right. Family vacay. I'm going on and off roller coasters. It is 95 degrees with 95 percent humidity. You better effing believe I was wearing shorts and a tank top. Like, forget all of you. It's too damn hot for me to be walking around with pants on at this point. Like, it's not happening. And so I'm walking through this amusement park at the peak of measles outbreaks, fully <laughs> vaccinated. Swear I have, n- there, nope, can't be a thing. But like, everybody's looking at me like I'm diseased and I'm contagious and I'm getting off these roller coasters. I honestly, I should have taken pictures because their faces, when I would stand up from the seat they were about to sit down in, their jaws would drop and their eyes got super huge. Like, oh, crap. Like, what, what did she just leave on this seat? And I'm like, eh, well, let the world burn. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And you shouldn't. But like, yeah, it, they're probably like measles oh, or gosh, yeah. chicken pox. It, it looks like chicken pox. It looks like measles. It looks really contagious. Which apparently now people get vaccinated for chicken pox. I just fact, learned that. I was. What? Yeah. My mom kept trying to put me in. My brother and I both were. So we were at like an in-home daycare. And every time any of the other kids would get the chicken pox, my mom's like, just kind of like put them in the room for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Have them yeah. Play. I feel like that was like, yeah. Yeah. And she like, they tried it two, three, four times. It went through the whole daycare. Nick and I never got it. And my mom's like, all right, fine. Well, we might as well vaccinate them at this point because- they're not getting it. So you got vaccinated as an older? I was probably like, I think we were still in Iowa. So I was probably seven or eight. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I had it. I just feel like growing up, it was like, well, you just get the chicken you just pox. just get the chicken and then, pox. Like, you know, uh, and you're good. But now, apparently, it's a thing. There's a whole vaccine and people get vaccinated for it. And, Straight up was terrified don't. this was chicken pox. Then I was like, mom, listen, is that what this is? And she's like, no. I got shingles though once. Did you really? Yeah, I did. As a 16-year-old. I thought that was like 50 plus. 16. It was awful. But speaking I, I to that, I mean, so it was painful. It's very painful um, and very unsightly. Mine was down my arm and it's like pustules. It's it's not great. Um, hopefully never again. But right? uh, they can't see us crossing our fingers. Can we did. you can you get that again? Like, is that a thing? I I think so. I think. I think you can whenever like your immune system is a little compromised. Oh, grand. Um, so let's let's back up to your second thing. Um, credit card debt. Yeah. So you and I have talked a little bit about credit card debt in the past. Full disclosure. Mm-hmm. And as someone with significant, I would call it significant credit card debt. Um, from you know wedding stuff mm-hmm. yeah. mostly. Uh. Yeah, I think it's a really shameful topic for a lot of people because the it implies that you are not that you're just frivolous responsible. And, yeah, yeah. You're just spending money, burning money. Yeah, yeah. And for some people, that might be true, right. but for most people, that's not the case. And yeah. I think that both you and I uh, took on debt banking on our earning potential and career yep um and just kind of 
it's called betting on ourselves. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, it really yeah. spins it in a you know a in positive. a positive way. But I will say that um, I know quite a lot of successful people, realtors mostly because that is my industry, mm-hmm. who uh, make good money. And every winter when things slow down, they have to put money on their credit cards because they have not saved accordingly saved accordingly and like you know they're not necessarily irresponsible people but i think that there is this like people just don't talk about it and then people feel shameful about it and then it's like hard yes <laughs> to if you're not talking about it and you're not you know it's not part of the lexicon you know people don't really talk about savings and investment and like no. what you should be doing and what you should be setting aside no or and it's it's difficult i feel like now too like the cost of everything and so i just like just don't do anything except i i did take a trip that <laughs> and then got the notification that my so i have two credit cards right uh-huh. and like the bigger one that like has the higher like limit on it that one used to be my primary forever and then i got this other one that has better points and whatever well the smaller one it was Okay, it was a lower amount at the time, but still not that low. I think it was like 5000 was the mm-hmm. limit on it. And I'm on the beach in Miami attempting to regain any portion of my sanity from this winter <laughs> and get the notification that my credit card had maxed out. I, I honestly don't even remember the last time that happened. And then I just tailspun. Yeah. Like, this is the worst. Yeah. This is actually the worst. Yeah. I, but like. I oscillate so hard between like, oh my gosh, debt, so stupid. What am I doing? Ugh. And then being like, I don't know, man, it's fucking paper. Like, who cares? We're all going to die someday. Like, I will never say no to an experience. You have the opportunity, a like a now or never moment, like we were talking about before. If there's a now or never travel moment, I'm taking it. I'll make the money later. I'm going to lose the money no matter what. So... And I can't get those experiences back. If it pops up at the right time, it's meant to be, and I'm meant to be there. And yeah. I just go. Yeah. I, it's so, I feel like I don't have a super healthy relationship with money. I want to, but it's just so hard because it's like, yeah, I feel like you should save and do all that stuff. But like, also like, who cares? Like, let's go do stuff. Like, I'm not going to buy a bunch of things. But yeah, Yeah. I have such a hard time turning down those experiences. I mean, I was just in Chicago last weekend. I love Chicago. I love Chicago, too. And I'm like, it's such a such an inexpensive trip but it's not it's like not it never is you no. know the hotels might be but that's yeah it. yeah well I paid with miles so obviously <laughs> I mean and it's it's just hard and especially as someone who has chosen a career um based largely around being able to travel whenever I want to yeah uh yeah it just feels hard not to take advantage and especially uh we are both childless folks yep um you know, I'm 32, so probably can't keep it that way much longer. You got fur babies you got to keep track of. Well, I got, I got dogs. It's hard. <laughs> it's honestly hard enough getting them taken care of while I'm gone. <laughs> I don't know what to do with a kid. But uh, yeah, I mean, just like, it just feels like travel now. You know, yeah. you're young, you have your health, you have your freedom. Do it now. Work, 
later. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of work, but that's the other thing. We're all also both working all the time. All the time. Um. So I, yeah, I just, I don't know. That is one of my big goals too, is just like work on finances. Yes. Credit cards. Yes. Other things. Like do the adulting thing because I'm rounding 30 and I have nothing lined up. <laughs> no. Nothing. I did well on my house, <laughs> but I need that money to pay off my credit card. So. <sighs> I um, I mean, I invested well in a house. I'm about to invest well in another house. That's. I remember when we bought the first house feeling like, oh, my God, this is like the first financially responsible thing I've ever done in my life. Like, yeah, I'm going to own a house and then I'll make money on it and then I can own more houses. And like, this is a thing I am doing. Uh, Yeah. And it, it worked out pretty well. But also, even with that, like so many of my friends are like, so you're going to rent the first house out? And I'm like. Well, no, we're going to sell it when we finish the second one, because why do I need two houses? And like, eh, but your passive income and you're renting. And I'm like, I don't know, man, like, I don't really want to do that. Well, and it's so obnoxious. Like, you either have to deal with it or you have to deal with a management company, which also sucks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, practically. But I also feel like I should just, I mean, Jill and I have some friends in common who are just like, very successful, ambitious young people. Like I think Bethany's goal is to um, flip a duplex a year. I think that's it. Which is, if you don't know, insane. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a huge amount of work to flip a house. And then to gain another rental property per year that you're managing, two doors. I mean, that it's... It's a super aggressive pace, but also it's like definitely a great path to financial freedom. Absolutely. Do you know Drew and Scott Opler? No. Oh, well, I'm just checking them on this podcast that literally no one listens to. So (laughs) it doesn't matter. Uh, They're twins. Yes. And they should really have a show. Uh, They invest in duplexes and they're the same age as me and together. Together, I think they own 14. And then, and that, those might be old numbers. They could have upped, upped it by now. And uh, 14 duplexes. And then they own some as a part of a different partnership with a different investor. And they're also realtors, but I'm almost sure that they make the majority of their income. It's 14. 14 duplexes. No. Same age as me. Twins. I don't know why that's relevant, but. That's crazy, though. Yeah. It's nuts. And they, I know them because they want more. <laughs> they want, like, a, a small empire. And it's, I, like, find it sort of in, much like the grape woman who eats grapes in front of. Anyone. It, like, terrifies me. But I'm also like, oh, what if I could be that person? And that, like, that'd be cool. But I, I just don't have the ambition, I guess. Maybe I should rent my house, Jill. It's not too <laughs> maybe, late. Maybe, maybe. I've got, I know one guy, he's out of, um, Jeremy James, he's out of Prior Lake. Mm-hmm. And he's got a property that he owns outright on a lake up north. The RBO's it for $3,500 a week. What? 
And because he owns it outright and he factors in how like with them the cleaning costs and like uh-huh. all of that, he's just clearing fourteen thousand dollars a month off this one property. What am I doing with my life? Right? Yeah. We gotta get it together. And it's like it's a what do you say? It's on the lake. I think it's like four to six hundred. And he owns it outright, which is amazing. Um, because he had traded up like through his investments like throughout, but like hello. Yeah. And that's the thing, is that like to get to that point, you gotta start early. Like it's probably already too late for us. Isn't that ridiculous? It is. I have this you are a badass calendar that that is supposed to remind me to do things like that. What is today, sir? Um, today is few things light up the human heart like helping slash bringing joy to others. Trust in the fact that when you're well taken care of financially, you'll be even more poised and inspired to spread the love. Okay, so that's also kind of hitting us in the face mm-hmm. to like get our mm-hmm. Yeah. together yeah good the one that i keep up that uh i like a lot from march 9th is the walls of your comfort zone are lovingly decorated with your lifelong collection of favorite excuses i love that mm-hmm. one of yeah. mine is you can only grow so far within the walls of your comfort zone yeah it's inspiring and i have this vision board that is mostly just sexy people <laughs> that i wish i looked like and people come into my office and are like why why do you have naked people the answer is because I'm an independent fucking contractor and I'll put whatever I want on my walls. Damn right. Also her ass. Keep up. I know. Right? I want it. Everyone wants that. Um, And then what was your last? You want to be better at doing things. It, and then my job. So mm-hmm. like specifically um, this year I will hit my um, before 30 income goal. Mm. And... I am absolutely on pace to do it, and that will be that I'm super excited about because that is that's a game changer and a first for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really excited to be able to do that and get into a role with this job. Um, because there is there's so much that's fun about it, but right now it's just so much like getting the wheel moving mm-hmm. and running around craziness and I'm excited to get into a role that it's more like cultivating the relationships I have instead of having to constantly be getting new ones. Yeah. And I, we had drinks a while ago Mm -hmm. and I found it very impressive how you just kind of hit the ground running and really, um, yeah, just, you were like calling, you were like lots of things that I, I need to be better at setting appointments with people, reaching out. Uh, I need just... to be better on following through after the fact. I can get in front of them, but wholeheartedly where I keep consistently dropping the ball is after the fact. I mean well, and I will give in that moment, I give everything. And then honestly, I don't know what happens in my brain for the next like 24 to 48 hours. It just like all disappears. And yeah. then I'm like, well, great. You worked how hard to get that appointment? And then you, you did nothing. Good. Good. Have you considered a follow-up system? Many. I've also, like, I'm almost to the point now where I'm thinking I want to get, like, a friend or somebody that I can just, like, like an assistant but not. Mm-hmm. Like, where I would just be sending them. 
I just need somebody to be like, yo, dipshit, you need to do this. And then I do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even if like I, I know what I need to do, I just need somebody to be like, all right, time. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I struggle a lot with follow up also. And I have tried many systems. So many. <laughs> um, many CRMs, many planners. And I just, I can't. And then I go and I listen to like all these speakers and I'm like, I am going to do that. I'm going to automate my social media. I'm going to do this. And it's just like so much. Like it just feels so overwhelming that I'm just like, mm, but what if I just did nothing instead? Well, or and then I'll. I'll miss like that, that like first window, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'll follow up by Monday. And then I didn't. And then Tuesday through forever, I feel like a schmuck and I don't want to now because now I have to own up to being a schmuck. When in reality, if you miss the boat on Monday and you just follow up on Tuesday, more often than not, no harm, no foul, it would have been fine. Instead, I tailspin for the next forever about the mattress I never had to begin Mm -hmm. with. And don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems healthy. Yeah, it's it's going. So that's a that's a strong goal for this year to uh, iron that out. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny. I was uh, at the gym, and there's this woman there that makes these amazing dog portraits out of wool. It sounds weird, but they're so cool. They're just like really, really cool. And that's cool. She just started doing it not that long ago. She's really great at it. And she it's just like taken off. And she has like several hundred people on her wait list. And she she charges like one to two thousand dollars for these. Wow. Like, I mean, they're not cheap. And she has so many people and she's like turning people away. And I was kind of asking her about it. And I was like, how many can you make? a week how many can you make a month and she was like well you know it's not actually the production time for the the paintings themselves like that's that's fairly easy for me like it's making sure I get the pictures from them in time and then I send them a proof back before I start and and notifying them like two weeks ahead of time so they can get it and just like these logistical things that to me seemed so simple yes and I was having this and I just couldn't comprehend what she was saying to me because I was seeing it through my filter of like if I had all these clients wanting me to sell them a house and I just couldn't like pick up the phone and call them like it's I couldn't wrap my mind around what her problem was because it's just like, you have more business than you know what to do with. Like, what? what's the issue? Right. But I think that we all have these weird, like, blind spots. I'm sure someone is listening to this and is just like, just call them, Jill. Like, what are you doing? Like, how is that so phone. hard for you? Yep. But we all have these, like, different, like, weird mental blocks of things that we just aren't good at. Yes. And, and- I, I'm a firm believer in like hiring for them. That was one of the best things at my old job. I had Renee, shout out to Renee. Well, Shelly, Renee, and Kelly were all my absolute all-stars. But Renee would literally, like, I would tell her what, like, I would lay out the whole project, right? In a really, like, tedious outline of every, every, like a week out, two weeks out, this is what needs to be done. All they have to do is check off the boxes and just do it, right? And I would hand it off. And if she needed stuff from me, She'd call me, she'd text me, she'd email me. And she would 
stalk the ever-living life out of me until I got it to her, which I knew she was going to do. So it really only got to that point once. And I was like, okay, well, she's not going to let up. So I might as well just answer her right away. And I did. And we got through, we were cranking things out in no time. So now I'm like, all right, so I need, I need an admin. Like that's the adult thing. Yeah. I think um, leveraging and hiring out is huge. Um, You know, there's no reason to just suffer when you can hire things out and you know for us that's admin work but I think it's applicable to everyone if if cleaning your house is too much and is a source of conflict for you and your partner or just you hire somebody to do it if you can afford it hire someone to take care of your yard you can literally hire someone for almost anything you need done in this day and age and a lot of times it is not as expensive as you think no a friend of ours pays she's actually looking for someone new used to pay someone 12 dollars an hour to do like 10 hours of chores and errands for her a week and most people probably don't even need that you know and like if you think about it i mean i used to be an admin right like that was like my first job in high school my efficiencies at that were out of control because it's all I had to focus on was just doing that. Whereas like now when everything else is coming in, in 10 hours, the amount that I could get done if all I had to worry about was running errands and cleaning, my life would be sorted out in 10 hours a week. Meanwhile, I'm flapping on the sidelines trying to figure out where my toilet paper is and I don't know what's going on anywhere. Well, it's efficiency, right? That's it. If you focus on one thing, you can do it very well, which is why we should all be time blocking. I know. That's what they say. I'm not, but. I don't like my schedule telling me what to do. I don't either. And then what if someone calls and I need to do something else? What if I just don't want to be doing that item at that time? (laughs) Exactly. I am terrible at it. I know. I hate time blocking, but I also think it probably is the key to being really efficient. Very smart. Um, okay. What is the biggest mistake you've made in the last year? Okay, so I knew you were going to ask me that, right? And I've been Part of me wanted to say not leaving my other job sooner, right? Mm-hmm. And part of me thought that would make sense. Like that that would have been that's a sm- like that that's a reasonable answer because I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. for a long while. But then I got the management experience, which sucked, by the way. Like, literally, I was manager for a week and ha- had to fire two people <laughs> who had been my peers a week prior. Yeah. That was pretty bullshit. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I grew a lot in the six months in management there. Also realized that it was kind of horseshit, but no- nonetheless. So that there was something that I definitely took away from that. I think that consistently, consistently, it's a consistency issue. I, you asked me like what the title of my book would be because I've already thought about it. I've already, I've already outlined it twice. I have two other books that I've thought of and outlined twice. I have two other business plans that I've outlined twice. And instead of, Owning the fact that 
I'm single, which means I have a lot of free time, and I could realistically just do it, I don't. And I think that consistently not doing that has become my biggest mistake over the last year because I would already be there. I would already have it. And instead, I watch Netflix in my pajamas until 1 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and then wonder why I have no time in the week. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, I think why I like talking about stuff like this with people is like, yeah, I'm absolutely there with you. I have like an absurd amount of projects that I'm interested in. Yes. Um, that I know I could be good at. And like literally I cannot make myself just work on it an hour a week. That's it. Can you imagine? Just an hour a week. Focus time. Yeah. How much you could do. Yeah. I have, uh, well, first of all, this podcast that was supposed to launch in April. Now, to be fair, I have recorded one other one, but uh, I figured, you know, to be safe, I should probably have a few, a few in the bank before, yeah. before I start on this. And I think it's easy to be like, oh, well, I've tried and like people, you know, are hard to pin down and schedule. But it's also like, hey, you've been talking about doing this for a number of years. Mm-hmm. I have, yeah, like so many things in my phone and notes and things I'm going to write or a book or a story. And it's like, yeah, just work out an just hour a week, an hour a week. And, or articles for Inman or yeah, articles um, to advance like professionally within this industry or that literally I've done all the research. I've written classes for it. I just have to convert them into an article and submit it. Yeah. This isn't effing rocket science. An hour a week. That's all it would take. So, Jill, I think what we should do is commit <laughs> that you and I are going to spend one hour a week on our, let's call it, alternate ambitions. I like that. Our non-money-making, currently, yes, <laughs> ambitions. And I feel like we could do it. I feel like... I can text you and be like, hey, did you do your hour this week? Yes. Yeah. We should. It's it's here. Literally tens of people will hear us pledge they to this. They will. They can hear it. The people have heard. <laughs> We're doing it. I encourage you to do it as well. One hour a week on your ambitions. Um, my husband has recently started going to an improv jam every week because he is very interested in improv. And... It really has opened up some very cool opportunities for him in a very short period of time. And I feel like it's a good reminder of just like, yeah, just just find the thing that it. you want to do and do it. Put a little bit of time per week towards it and see what happens. And, you know, even if, and I'm speaking for myself, but I think you'll probably relate to this, even if nothing comes of it. If you write a book, if you write the book you want to write and no one wants to read it. I want to read it, so that's not going to happen. But thank you, thank you. Yeah, I if you do one. do it, you'll still feel better that you wrote it. Yes, even if nothing ever happens of it, it will be one thing that you can check off your never-ending list of like half ideas of things yes. that I want to do. And so it's worth it, just on the face of it. If less than a hundred people ever listen to my voice in a podcast. I at least still did, did the thing I wanted to do. Yes. 
So I think that that is good. We're hour a week. Jill and I. One hour a week. Gonna do it. Well, it's already Tuesday this week, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know this week. Well, this could be our hour a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's already done. Already done. Already done. Okay. So to close out, let's bring it to a, a more lighthearted place. Yeah. Uh, I have a few names for this that I'm tinkering around with. Uh-huh. Uh, tiny troubles, frivolous failings, frivolous flaws, frivolous faults. What are the little things you want to improve in your life? Do you leave the cap off the toothpaste? Do you uh, leave cupboard doors open like myself? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you, what are the little things that you're really fucking up? Um, yeah, so there's a list. Yeah. Um, consistently, <laughs> I, I have piles of clean clothes. Mm. Clean. Yeah. But then I just move upstairs into a different pile. Uh huh. I do not like putting away clothing. And it's not like it is, it's not really time consuming. The actual act of doing laundry, super simple, super okay with it. I don't have any issue doing the laundry. Putting it away, awful. Yeah. Gotta get better at that. Oh, yeah. That's gotta get better at that. There is definitely at least one pile of clean clothes in my bedroom right now. I have one hidden in my closet. One out in my in my bedroom, and then I have one downstairs on a chair. I live by myself, so I literally just am stuck with my own filth. But why are like put your damn clothes why? away? Yeah, exactly. Like just you're, do it. I'm not leaving food out. It's not like my house smells. But like for Pete's sake, put away your damn clothes. Simple. Um, cleaning out my car. Mm, you're really speaking <laughs> speaking my my own truth right now. I will get out of my car and like these shoes I'm wearing right now, right? I will kick them off to drive. You would think then that when I go into my home, I would bring them in with me. Mm -hmm. No, I leave them in my car, in my garage, and just leave them in my car. I have seven pairs of shoes in my car, a jacket, a sweatshirt, a softball glove, a bunch of books. Um, It's full of crap. For why? I don't touch any of it. I don't deal with any of it. Clean out your goddamn car. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. You, or I should. Get the damn thing detailed. I've owned it for three or four years. And every spring I'm like, I'm going to clean it out and I'm going to get it detailed because it's gross. Have I? No. I have a place for you Do that you? I sometimes go and then pretend like I'm a real human being for like a month afterwards or I'm like I'm not gonna just throw Slim Jim wrappers on the floor you've probably seen Slim Jim wrappers in my car because you were in there you also had to push it it was a whole thing Uh I've gotten new tires since then another adult thing (laughs) Uh, oh yeah that oil change in tire life I gotta do that oh boy oil changes that's a thing it there's some things I'm very good at and then some things are just like real Real blind spots for me. There, that's it. I think that I'll like get the hang of stuff. Like, I mean, I remember to like put on my clothing and like leave the house in a moderately timely fashion, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm. More of the give on that side, but nonetheless, like that that would be good. Also, on that note, probably showing up on time would be another oh. thing that I should work oh. on. Oh, I've uh this year. Just let it go. Yeah. I'm just done trying. I it, it really 
I'm incapable of not being on time, but of like actually changing it. Like if I really have to be on time for say a flight. Yep. I can do that. Yep. But I cannot change the way my brain thinks about time. And I've just started. It's not going to change. It's amazing how many things I believe I can fit into a day. And I'm like, oh, I only need 20 minutes drive time to get from Burnsville to Coon Rapids. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. No. No wonder you're late. Yeah. There's something that I need desperately done by 4 p.m. today. And it is 325. And I remember... Uh, it. I'm waiting for someone else at this point, but I remember um, really feeling like there was a lot of time between mm-hmm. me and 4 p.m. up until pretty recently, and there is not There's anymore. Not. There's no. really not. Um, anything else? Any any other little things you are working on or not working on? Just thinking about in the back of your head. There's. Those are probably, yeah, those are, like, the big ones that, like, pop in my head right away. I've also attempted, have you, like, looked up these, like, cleaning schedules that, like, make it seem like keeping your house clean is, like, super simple? And they're like, all you have to do is dust on Mondays and your house will be clean. Have I made one of those for me and my husband? Absolutely, I have. Uh-huh. Do we literally never follow it? No. Not even one day's worth. No. It involves doing laundry twice a week mm-hmm. and putting it away, and that and never happens. your stairs once a week? Oh, boy. Excuse me? I bought a robot vacuum, and I still can- <laughs> cannot <laughs> because it's so problem. My dogs hate it, and so I can't let it go when I'm not there, and so it's just really... No. It's really almost become the same as just sweeping my floor because I have to watch it and it gets stuck in corners and it is not what was promised at all. Noted. Noted. It's it covered in dust. Lovely. It's, I don't know, maybe it works for your life. Maybe I got the wrong one, but I mean, that was the dream. I just, I also think that I, because I'm really good, like if somebody's coming over, my house is clean. Like it will be clean clean if somebody's coming so maybe i just need to have more friends Ooh, that is a smart that is that's smart (sighs) have a party every month and then your house will be clean clean at least once a month for real and i can't get that out of i mean famous last words but i know it will get pretty out of control in a month but you know it's just messy it never takes me longer than an hour to clean it i just leave stuff yeah everywhere and I work down in the living room all the time. So it's just papers everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I cleaned my office before you came. And I mean, truly, it could have gone on in like most of the papers that are in this giant thick thing were just strewn about. There were two forks and a butter knife that were <laughs> dirty. Um, There was receipts which i don't think i got to the bottom of putting the receipts in yeah. uh and if, if we're really putting it all out here yes tuesday june 18th i did make sure it's updated <laughs> but did i have to rip off this many pages off my calendar <laughs> since friday may 31st to update it yeah i did yeah sure did but you know having company over it uh it, it inspires. It, it inspires. <laughs> so we've come to the end of our time. I've kept you significantly longer than I said I would, mostly because I did not troubleshoot my technical difficulties ahead of time. 
So, uh, would you like to promote yourself, your upcoming book? So, book will be coming out. I will also be straight up. I am working on a nonprofit. It'll be something about like own your spots and about like owning owning whatever that is, right? Whatever your spots are. And that will be coming um, for sure by year end. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I will. And I will promote it on my uh, sort of well um, like social media. Would it, would it be appropriate for me to come back to speak with your tens of viewers to promote again? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, we did not even scratch the love life surface, which, as you know, I am very interested in. So I, you know, we have depths to mine. You could come back uh, and talk about your upcoming book. Yep. You could come back and talk about uh, the nonprofit. I mean, I think we've only scratched the Jill surface here. So you could be like my first guest, my my twentieth guest. My 40th, you heard it, people. You, know. you heard it. My ambition is to put one out every other week because, come on, a week? <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. That every other week, it's probably still pretty, uh, oh, yeah. pretty ambitious, but, you know, I think I'm up to the task. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just got to get interesting people. Hour a week of scheduling. Yeah. That's it. No. No one wants to talk to me, though. They think I'm going to, like, scoop them out like a melon <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> dig into the sorest parts of their lives and I leave them a shell of a human. I feel filleted on this, so. Oh, Jamar's back Aww. there. Hi. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Jill. Uh, this has been a delight. I have loved every minute. Thank you so much for asking. Oh. I'm excited. Yeah. And that's it for this episode of Needs Improvement. I am Erica Kyle. And again, that was Jill Morrison. You can look for the next episode of the podcast to drop in two weeks on July 3rd. Until then, I would appreciate it very much if you headed over to the Facebook page. It's at Needs Improve because Et Needs Improvement was taken. Um, Give that a like and go ahead and follow us. And thanks for listening.